hear that? Yeah. Yep. Recording in progress. <laughs> All righty. Uh, girls, I think we are about to start, right? <laughs> hi, hi. I'm Alice. Yep. Some people call me Elisa. And we have Christina here. We have uh, Sasha or Alexandra. Sasha, yeah. <laughs> the shortest <laughs> version is fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, well, I think we should just tell very briefly why, like what the heck we're doing here like, on this nice Sunday morning. Well, my original idea was, ladies, um, to start this podcast with people who are also um, kind of willing to talk a lot about the Harry Potter series, uh, the original one, uh, the franchise. And this interesting book which was written by this cool american uh person scientist and um yeah and um i listened to this twice and every time i listened i didn't read I, actually i'm i'm trying my best to read at the moment but i still find the audio version so much more appealing i don't mm -hmm. know i just have the voices in my head and everything so well um every time like i i came back and my husband at the same at, at the time he was listening uh or and and reading to the russian ver version and i i felt that i had to talk to him about it but it was kind of difficult because i had to translate all sorts of things and he was kind of you know trying to adjust the same but i was like it would be so cool to just get it off my chest you know everything all the <laughs> questions all the questions answered and 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 so on so uh, and then i found you girls and i think we could compare all the inconsistencies maybe and maybe cool things um, about the two books but the thing is that I have re read it and listened to it twice. Christina, just maybe once or also twice, but long time ago. And Alexander, uh, Sasha, you're new, right, to this? Yeah, so yeah, I have never, have never listened. I have started, actually. I started, I started listening and reading. So I, I listened to first three chapters and read the last two chapters. Cool. So you mean like out of the five that we are discussing today? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think uh, I prefer the audio version more, just because it's like easier to get through. You know, like uh, the science stuff and the voices and the ideas that uh, yeah, you know also wanted to uh, incorporate in, in this text. So, Definitely. Yeah, probably we will be listening uh, further, so it's not really. Uh, I was thinking maybe we, like our analysis could just help somebody, uh, and it would, you know, especially like students of English, not native speakers or, or mm -hmm. uh, anything, but it could be nice, you know, nice exposure to people. And for us, it's just good practice and, and fun. This idea was kind of, uh, I, I borrowed this idea, I got really inspired mm -hmm. because I listened, I found this nice podcast. Uh, this is a friend of a guy like who recorded the audiobook. Mm -hmm. And they together and some other people, they have this Bayesian conspiracy podcast where they discuss rationality. But this is like too, uh -huh. too, you know, hard for me to process. So I, <laughs> I, I gave it a shot and it didn't work out because it's like too scientific-ish for me, mm -hmm. for my mm -hmm. uh, brain. But then I found like this other podcast that they did, which is called We Want More. So the listeners, if we have any, you could go out like and, and check this uh, podcast out. But it's again, they are native speakers, geek, geek you know, kind of geeks. And um, not everyone probably would be read, like ready <laughs> to <laughs> again go through that. So but the idea is kind of similar. One of the hosts there has never read 
the book and one has plenty, you know, plenty of time. So they're kind of discussing. That's what we are basically doing. And I will stop mm -hmm. talking at this point and give the word to you <laughs> girls. So uh, what do you, what was your first impression? Like, what do we start with? I'm giving, I'm giving the chance to Christina before I rent, you know. Exactly, exactly. Okay, good. Christina, yeah, because I've been renting and yeah, Alex, uh, Sasha has a lot to say. I mean, I, I also have a lot to say, but there's just chaos in my head because there's so much things going on. Like every single sentence is so, into, like, it's, it's so um, quite an interesting perspective, right? It's uh, a lot of questions from, from Harry. Like Harry is our... I, I don't know, like our medium, I guess, between the all the questions that we had for, for years and years and ideas that we had, like so many theories, so many loopholes and so many questionable things. And now we have our Harry, who is still 10 years old, but he's a very unusual 10-year-old boy. So he's there too mm -hmm. for us. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I agree about like the chapters themselves are quite short, but they're so dense with information, with questions, with with everything. So I don't yeah. know. I'm, I feel like I'm I'm reading and literally just bouncing in my chair because <laughs> <laughs> all, all the time there's so many like. I don't know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm reading like, yes, yes, yes. Exactly, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you know, and um, <laughs> I usually walk my dog when I listen to that, and I, I'm basically also bouncing, but I'm just walking, you know, like that. Yes, <laughs> this question answered, this question answered. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say that I actually read the book because I cannot listen to the audiobook. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of chances to go back to this sentence, to read the sentence, to go back and reread re the sentence and yeah mm -hmm. okay uh, yeah as for me because i read the first for the first time i read harry potter when i was actually 11 i never ever asked such kind of questions and i just it was a given for me and uh, at this point uh, like when i was uh, uh, listening to the first parts and like Oh my God, they actually thought about physics. This is magic. How can you question McGonagall transforming into a cat? It's just from the point of view of physics. This is like, this is magic. Why are you questioning it? <laughs> that, was my, that was my thought. Because for me, like this whole magic world did not exist separately from the real world. And they never matched them together. So when and when actually people are starting to match the reality and uh, the f fiction and the reality, this is kind of this is where it gets really interesting because of course there are a lot of inconsistencies, a lo lot of uh, uh, things that uh, do not fit or do not happen like they are supposed to happen. So uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting for me because I, I have never questioned any of that. That uh, because I just I was a child. So when I started reading Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Totally. <clears throat> so <laughs> we 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 start with this Harry <clears throat> who is uh, not at all who has not at all been bullied all his ten years, <laughs> the, yeah. the ten years of his life. Well, in some way, remember, like I really like I don't have the text unfortunately with me because I was mm -hmm. in such a rush to start this, you know, today. But I remember this phrase like, uh, yeah, Harry was like treated well, maybe better than. Um, uh, like most uh, genetic parents treat their kids or something and he could you know he could get everything basically books tutors whatever 
But yeah. it, it, like, except maybe as the slightest shred of respect. <laughs> like, yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah, actually, so, I have this quote, yeah. so if you want. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So from his perspective, like, yeah, he was maybe not bullied, but not treated like as, you know, as equal? well as, he, yeah, as, as, yeah, as an equal, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's like a common situation, <laughs> I feel like, between parents and children. Yeah. We just perceive children as something un under us, like not below us. Not really intelligent, yes, unintelligent yeah. species. <laughs> yep. So that's, uh, that, that's actually for me, for, for, for me, when I was like, again, like uh, uh, comparing it with the original thing, like, Oh my God! Like, uh, did they, did he give him like normal childhood and this kind of different parents? And uh, because, like, again, I grew up uh, thinking that oh, Petunia was such a this kind of woman that uh, was cruel and hated him all his life, basically. And now she's like kind of mother. How can you call her your mother? <laughs> You're not supposed to call your mother. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, remember this quote? Maybe uh, Christina can find it. Like, and that I was going out with this boy, Vernon. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was fat. He was the only boy who would talk to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and he said that like he wanted kids and his first son yeah. would be called Dudley. Dudley. And I thought Dudley, to myself, yeah. <laughs> what kind of parent named yeah. their child Dudley Dursley? Like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm happy for her to be honest in this book because like she 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 got herself a um nicer husband. <laughs> also we see the author's perspective here, you know, because he's trying to make fun of it and, and he does it actually very, very nicely. Um, and uh, yeah, like this reference to the canon version and I really like it. Like, I think it's just so nicely done so that it kind of um, answers all the questions maybe and it, it does not uh, require us to know more because we are basically the fans so I think he mm -hmm. knows that people who would be reading uh, they are they're very much familiar with the original series so <clears throat> and we will get the yeah. joke so I think this was yeah. like intently put there so that of we course. would laugh so it was nice it was nice. a nice touch I would say a nice touch because like I never liked Dudley and Vernon I think they're disgusting to be honest so <laughs> it's good to to read the reality where they are not in the picture <laughs> yeah. yeah but but then again if, if you remember the context what, what Petunia was saying about that potion that Lily gave to her to mm -hmm. become more like prettier mm -hmm. yeah yeah. yeah. Again, if you think about the canon version, it it took Petunia not only her character but probably some intervention to mm -hmm. get the faith she wanted. Yeah. 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 And I wonder what was that? I mean, what was the potion? <laughs> that is that is a question to the author. Like uh, we yeah. have never heard uh, in the books. It's not a po just potion. It's a uh, 
something else that he created just to alter the reality so oh uh, not necessarily ladies <laughs> i would tell you that you need to read up to the end to get ah, okay so uh, they actually hear your, your uh, not ne- not necessarily but this particular but it would come like you would get the bigger picture it will be part of this whole understanding oh, cool. Cool, cool. at this point yeah. what i can say and i really love saying that uh, is that at least uh, like I have never seen, I didn't do much reading on that, but I'm pretty much sure that unless it's a very geek scientist person, uh, people won't be able to find any loopholes in here, you know, as like oh. in particular, mm-hmm. uh, as far as this book is concerned, not maybe mm-hmm. necessarily like, so everything that is written here is mm-hmm. kind, uh, you can absolutely, then I, I, I don't know, be sure that it's, you can trust the author, I guess, mm-hmm. both in terms of his intelligence and uh, consistency and knowing the genres and mm-hmm. everything. So, if, so. If, if he talks about this potion that uh, in the, uh, so there's, like, he will refer to it. At least it will make sense. At least, mm-hmm. like, if it's weird and it looks weird at this point, and maybe it will, I will let you, like, a hint. Mm-hmm. If it may be, like, look, contra- like, not controversial, but contradictory, at some mm-hmm. point in the middle of the book, it will be, uh, like, explained or you, you will understand cool. it at the Good end. Good writing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like so. Yeah. 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 Um, but then again, in the process of reading, it's still important to ask questions, right? Like, yep. why, yep. What, what is happening? So yeah, and yeah. then I, I, I have to uh, like ask you to talk about this whole turning into a cat thing uh, because <laughs> Christina, you haven't listened to this, but this is like exactly what this beat. I remember. I think I will remember this phrase for like till till the day I die. Like, sorry for being loud, uh, Sasha. You can do that. I mean, all the intonation yeah. when he said like, uh, it was just there. I think I remember yeah. the time and place when I first <laughs> listened to that, and I was like, oh, whoa, I'm so listening to this book to the very end. Like, you got me. Like, you know. <laughs> okay, I'll actually try. I think. I'll give it a try yeah. to, to listen as well. Yeah. Yeah, like you. It's true. It's true. I remember he that they yelled it out. Like it's yeah. It's it, and it makes sense after they started to explaining like the notions of physics. I'm very bad at physics. I never like you know come across. I'm an English teacher. I just like it's not my cup of tea. But then they started explaining that you actually need to. You know, like the biochemistry of a cat, and uh, can you think like a human when you are a cat? So this is, doesn't make sense. Or like, really, it doesn't make sense. You're a cat, but you think like a human. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's real magic. Yeah. Actually, you, you know, I'm quite bad at you know this STEM subject as well. But I have I had questions, and I and my friend just tried to not to answer them, but again to ask questions and this whole mm-hmm. transfiguration thing was uh, one of the things that we were trying to address to like mm-hmm. exactly you you're like a big thing a big thingy and then you yeah. transform into something that is so smaller than you are or so bigger than you are like how yeah. i mean even i i know the terms like the conservation of energy conservation of mass how yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I'm kind of with you ladies with in terms of being not like absolutely, you know, 
like newbie zero whatever like at this um uh all physics whatever science basically but i really like the fact that for i think the author does a really nice job in terms of being very scientific and at the same time not real overwhelming uh you know ordinary people like myself who are just harry potter fans uh to the point like where you would stop reading you know so it's still i can totally understand what he means and he explained mm -hmm. harry through harry's yeah. words of course he explained it's very uh, nicely that i can the the, the comparison is quite clear you know and very yeah. vivid kind of so yeah it's very educational it's very educational it's a good job so uh, yeah. because like uh, to, to to explain uh, um stuff like this to a person who doesn't have like it's not in the loop with it and uh does not have contact with this kind of uh, uh, topics on a daily basis. It's very cool. So, yeah, yeah I understand agree. that, uh, agree. that uh, um, the new neurons of a brain and all. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, like, uh, how, how do you transform neurons of a cat brain into neurons of a, <laughs> uh, Maybe of we a will human's find brain? Later on? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, they yeah. will explain. Oh, cool. Maybe not. I'm. I'm just hinting. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. No, you're hinting for a reason. I suspect. <laughs> oh, oh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about McGonagall? Like, did you? What impression did you get? Uh, you know. I don't know. I feel like she was. Um, like this is interesting. This becomes interesting. <laughs> she was always just just uh, like in the book. Uh, quite often, she was described like as puzzled and being used. I'm used by Harry. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, yeah. again, he is Harry Potter. And, and he knew, she knew his parents. He knew James. She knew Lily. And now she had this kid. Weird kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you remember, I feel, I feel like, I think in the fifth chapter, she said something along the lines of, now I understand how you defeated her, uh, Voldemort, you were just way more awful than he was. Yeah, right. yeah, and, yeah. And not worse, but more terrible than death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but at the same point, this what? is so out of character for Harry. Uh, like uh, I cannot help like but compare because uh, of course he was he was not as uh, you know in the books. I do not remember him being so annoying. So yes. at this point, he's annoying. He's annoying. Often. And I wanted you to say that because let's be honest, we don't know why, Like, uh, but we can just register the fact that he's a bit annoying. Uh, to yeah. me, I would say that he's definitely funny. Um, mm -hmm. Like at some points, really like charismatic for sure. But, um, you know, I kind of came to this like idea that he is annoying after I, I listened to this podcast where older person was like, yeah, he's so annoying. He's such a, you know, prick. Like, and I was like, yeah, kind of, I could see where you kind of, where you stand and why you get this idea. But when I was listening, I was just all for him. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, go Harry. You know, I was like, just, I really fell in love with him from the, from from this particular phrase like you can do that i like from from there i was just harry team you know team harry so. <laughs> yeah. Mm. but yeah he, yeah, but he is mm -hmm. it's understandable why he come across as an, an annoying boy because he first of all he can't shut up 
for his dear life. <laughs> <laughs> he won't shut yeah. up, no. Yeah, but but also he questions a lot of um he makes a lot of questions. He makes uncomfortable things to people. It's yeah, I feel like in in real life it is quite hard to deal with such people. I've had students like this. Yes, I've had students. They take it. They, they are a handful. They are a handful, and uh, this is uh, this is a full time job, you know. Uh, because uh, uh, like as far as I remember now, I think for them, they first need to like uh, try everything. They like need to push the boundaries and they need to prove like, are you smart as like as I am? Are you as smart as I am? And uh, they need to uh, to like um, make sure that you are as smart as th- they are. And if you are an equal to their like uh, their equivalent of smartness, you deserve the respect. Other than that, they will like they will treat you like all oh, this kind of woman, silly peasant woman. Are we talking yeah. about kids? Yep, yep, kids, <clears throat> okay. kids. Yes, so because yeah, I've, I've had smart, smart students like this. You know, like again, ten is a really annoying age. It's extremely annoying age. Like uh, ten, eleven, twelve, and after that, you can kind of bargain with them and uh, you know, like come to conclusions. But ten, it's exactly like I remember some of my annoying students when I like you know listen to this book. <laughs> yeah. Agree, but don't forget that in this version, Harry is super smart. We can yes. call him like what? He's not even unusually, but I don't know, weirdly, like, you know, these, what do you call these people? Uh, genius? Like, he's a genius, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've dealt with some of them. Like, not geniuses, of course, but extremely smart yeah, kids. Okay. Yeah, so. okay. Flashbacks, you know. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you, you see that he is a 10-year-old boy. Like, mm-hmm. how? Mean, how he behaves, how he, re- again, how he reacts, how he is, I don't know, willing to do some small pranks, for example. Like, you, you're, I mean, that scene with Draco is just... <laughs> how he is experimental in a kind of childish way. How he perceives the world, I mean... I don't know. I, I I can't put it into words yet. I'll try my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, his world is kind of one-dimensional as well. He doesn't question. Mm-hmm. Um, probably he doesn't see other people as actual people. Sometimes. It's That's for sure. And also, like, okay, I have a quote. I I, I want to say go that. Go on, but... go on, please, by all means. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to bribe people with books. Mm-hmm. That's that's the motto <laughs> for life. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we we got there. Let's just maybe go like make this quick. I don't know. Like um, recap. Yeah, recap. So we mm-hmm. started with so he finds out about magic mm-hmm. and they do this scientific experiment and I oh yeah you know what. Uh, speaking of his childish uh, behavior sometimes, so I think you're absolutely right. That's a combination of being uh, a scientist, being like a, a 10-year-old and being this, I don't know, 
rationalist at the same time. So, but he goes out like to the yard and just like a lot of Hogwarts. <laughs> get a get an owl here. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like you right. have to try it. You have to try it. If you don't know to, what to do, you just try and experiment. It's cool. It was a good. Yeah. It was cool. Good it was cool. Yeah. And yeah. and you remember when he was writing that letter to to answer mm-hmm. with he like used a, a seal a stamp like yes. he <laughs> the initial i mean his initials are quite impressive a j p e v in his mm-hmm. book if he was going to descend to this madness he was going to do it with in style, style. Yes. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly yes so this is just and i think this is again author being playful and mm-hmm. i really like it so <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, they do the experiment, and then uh, McGonagall comes to fetch Harry to get his things. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a, a couple of days before the uh, academic year starts, because she doesn't mm-hmm. want to leave him with the books because he, it will probably um, end up, you know, uh, this version with a depopulated city and uh, like yeah. zebras, uh, like I don't know, <laughs> uh, flaming zebras, flaming singers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so. but actually, like in the fir- in the first part, because um, if if we remember from the books, Harry manifested some magic in the books before he was like, uh, uh, before he got his owl. But in this, uh, in in here, I do not see how he manifests uh, his magic abilities. Like he doesn't talk to Snake. He like he did, don't don't know any and don't do like, doesn't do anything like this. So, but maybe it's sleep. He's like, and the part about sleep cycle, like uh, I think it's it's of, of course if you're saying that it's gonna be referred in the future, but uh, you I know, spoiled for everything for you. I'm so like, uh, I told you I'm so very bad at it, but yeah. you don't know like what way it will go, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. So it it matters again. It matters because because you know I've read so much bad fan fiction where they drop details and never refer back to it. So I just am checking, and now this I really know that it, mm-hmm. you can be safe. Yeah. Uh, ladies, I can tell you, like, you know, I'm a rather emotional kind of lady, mm-hmm. but <laughs> sounds like I'm an o- old lady, but uh, mm-hmm. I can still think, uh, I can still kind of, um, I stand on this now. This book is my very, like, favorite book. I mean, this is the book because I think it's just modern Bible, to be honest, like in this <laughs> sense, because it has all the principles on the, like, I don't know, morality, like everything is there and the plot and the twists and like the, cool. So it's just cool. it. You won't regret it. I, I think, I hope. Uh, you know, um, actually, when, mm-hmm. yeah, when I was reading about green cuts and how Harry addressed the whole financial system that mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. really, um, you know, developed, um, I got this, uh, the thing, like, M- Magic's world, how it's presented in our canon, it seems quite primitive, right, from our world's perspective. So I was thinking, like, how how much can we explain by just saying, oh, you know, it's a children's story? <laughs> I mean, how much of it is just, was not just thought through and how much was uh, intentional, intentionally primitive? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the answer, so I'm addressing it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> I think I think if it was made primitive, it's supposed to be like this because uh, I <laughs> before our podcast, I taught a lesson about you know J.K. Rowling's biography to my students. We had like a discussion of her life and everything, and um, in this uh, kind of we were discussing the video where they showed all her notes and plans and. Uh, she has been working so long on this world and uh, yeah some of it is just i think like intentional so like you do not need uh, this kind of details it's not valid to the story so or maybe rather even i don't know but in terms of this uh, like ratio i mean like uh, that's mm -hmm. that's what harry refers to i mean the smart harry the mm -hmm. fact that it's kind of stable it's completely decoupled from the muggle economy and so on and so forth so all these inconsistencies mm -hmm. and loopholes right mm -hmm. you know there are two probabilities here i would say first of all maybe Rowling just did not really think about that so i kind of heard too that she spent a lot of time uh, working on the names and referring back to, to mm -hmm. the myths of all countries and so on and so forth. Yeah. So like all the characters and the world. But maybe mm -hmm. in terms of like, as far as economy goes or something like she just like did. Why do yeah, it's money. Like why? why? <laughs> maybe it wasn't intentional. Maybe just she didn't uh, do maybe. Maybe the other uh, opportunity like possibility here could be that she just want like did it on purpose so that the magical word world looked even like weirder because it's just magic so you don't know mm -hmm. how it works magic uh, so yeah maybe yeah. she wanted this to be like unconventional you know uh and as uh you know like standing out and being as different as it possibly could from the real world or something yeah yeah, yeah then, I mean, Riza seem to be quite detached from the Muggles world. They have no idea what's going on there. They have mm -hmm. their own route of development, right? Yeah. So, so may maybe the economy is just not as developed as the modern world economy because they have magic and they do not need all the, like, uh, uh, what to say, like... Uh, bank you know they have banking system i mean like uh all uh, the other system shares uh, and uh, uh mortgages <laughs> yes how do they get the house they inherit the house <laughs> good question the end do they have the mortgage do they need the mortgage wait remember like in the canon version in the canon version there there are no spoilers we can totally refer to mm -hmm. any book uh, uh yeah mm -hmm. so like how harry inherited this um how house? Like, yeah i mean the grimmel grimmel place yeah, and before he inherited, uh, Sirius inherited this house. Yeah, exactly. and how do you buy a house? It's somebody else's house that you inherit, and they built it uh, far like uh, a long time ago, and they just uh, pass it on. And that's all. How and do it you doesn't build get a house? bad because of magic. Exactly, and how do you build a house? You have magic, you know. Like I was, like now I'm wondering why don't you like, you know. Can you be like self-sufficient, you know, to just go out, to, you know, I don't know, in the forest and just build it from from scratch, from from nothing, uh, you know, or food? Magic. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any laws in magic, like? Um, well, how do they get the food? I don't know. Do you remember in the canon version how, like, are there any rule? There are. 
In the seventh the floor, magic. the like You cannot summon food out, out of nowhere and some other things. Mm -hmm. Hermione said it, like, in the seventh yeah. book, like, yeah, you can only transfigure it, something. Yeah, yeah. You, you can transfigure it, but you cannot make it out of nothing. Yeah. Even exactly. though, mm -hmm. technically, there is also a question, and I feel like it was addressed in um, this book, I mean, in the message mm -hmm. of rationality. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're it getting is interesting. Is how do they? They need to buy food and they need to okay prepare. They have, for, for example, they have a house self to prepare it. But uh, how, where do they buy the food? Exactly. I was thinking about that. Let's say you cannot like. What does he use? You know, as the magic base farms. For, are there yeah. Like, um, yeah. Magic cows. Like what? Something yeah, that where, you could uh, use. How, how does Hogwarts uh, feed all these hundreds of students? Where do they get the money, first of all, for, to buy the food? And uh, where do they get the food? They are supposed to have like kind of a farm, and uh, on, but they have like a greenhouse and that's all. Mm, they do. Actually, they do. Mm. And maybe that's all you need. Hagrid had a pumpkin patch, but of course it's not enough. It's like a, why, he had a pumpkin patch, but it, did he use it for anything? Nothing. They had a, he Good. had like some chickens in the in the chambers of secrets. Yes. But again. Good question. Maybe we should start oh. our own fan fiction and like <laughs> all the questions. Yeah, they, they they have to have some kind of supply. But you know, mm -hmm. I feel like with with our canon books, the problem is that we have them from a perspective of a boy, from his mm -hmm. eleven to seventeen year old. So naturally, mm -hmm. Harry does not know a lot of about the world. He doesn't question it. Mm -hmm. And when he got older, we don't have anything from him. When he actually started to, you know, get himself acquainted with the whole system. So that's because why we he have starts this. getting. Uh, dates and stuff you know like <laughs> exactly. yeah it's more interesting it's no longer care you know? like yeah I mean, relationships and uh, and uh, all of this is, and the fighting evil is more interesting than uh, thinking where does the food come from <laughs> because he doesn't need to think about it right yeah. he's a teenage boy still i mean i mean mm -hmm. like why we have all these questions in this in this kind of holes and loops it's not because probably mm, it wasn't thought through but we just didn't get to have it. I mean, it would yeah. be weird if, if rolling like in the middle of the book would be like, okay, now is the time to explain to you the economical system of the world. <laughs> <laughs> which the uh, economy of magic world. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, in this book, you would there. I'm sure you already noticed that like Harry could just stop and in his head he would go yeah. ranting uh, about. <clears throat> The, the, mm -hmm. all all the studies that could refer and and so on and i think he why do you think we we, we have it <clears throat> because harry have it harris has it in his head yeah in, again like in the original books we also have harry ranting about stuff but he rants about all different sorts of stuff mm -hmm. like what he's interested in don't you find it a bit not off but i mean kind of does it look to you as as a consistent piece of uh, literature i mean does it like does it belong you know um this yes. particular thing yeah yes it for me it does okay. because i <laughs> i know how it works I, I feel like in in my head i'm exactly the way that harry is i, mm -hmm. I just go on and on and on and on 
But no, I, sorry, but I think what at first really kind of uh, confused me a bit or maybe surprised me was the fact that he starts ranting about something that I could see was educational. So he mm-hmm. wanted me to learn. I mean, the author probably or Harry, but yes. it was at the same time done this in this way that it it could be considered as his own thoughts, of course, but I at first since I was, you know, getting to getting used to this style, I still mm-hmm. it, it was like, you know, I could feel it. Um, I don't know, it was like palpable. I was kind of okay, I can see what you're doing to me as the reader. Yeah, you know. it's very educational. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a very educational thing to do. Because uh, especially I think it's educational for Harry Potter fans. To add not only magic, but if you're, of course, if you're reading fan fiction and you're willing to, like, you're open to off character and all of this non canon stuff, you might as well learn something new, you know? Not spend your uh, time reading about uh, Draco and Hermione getting at it, you know, like, uh, or stuff like this that usually fan fiction is written about. Mm -hmm. So, but you can actually learn something. It's a very cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, True. but but then talking about like consistency, it's um, from the writing point of view, it's really important to find a character that would fit the narrative. Like again, mm-hmm. as I said, like if uh, J.K. Rowling herself in her books would start just randomly talking about the economical system, for example, that mm-hmm. would yes. be weird. But this yes. Harry, he <laughs> makes it kind of believable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He is like this. Just he talks like this out loud. Yeah, yeah. He talks, yeah. Like, he talks like this out loud. And he thinks like this. And, and he, he is just... this weird, geeky, like, super Sheldonish boy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was made, made up like this. So that's yes. why it's believable. It's fine. It's plausible, yeah. definitely. But yeah. at the yeah. same time, I kind of, my maybe point here is that at the very beginning, maybe the first chapter, I was still, mm-hmm. chapters, I was getting used to that. But then to mm-hmm. me, it was, became very smooth. I was kind of, I, mm-hmm. I did not see the, the, waters of it you know where it started where it like basically uh i don't know yeah maybe because Be- in the beginning you just don't know the character so yeah. it feels mm-hmm. a little bit off as i said but then mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. get familiar with him yeah. and you realize that this is him yeah. this is him mm-hmm. yeah you explain okay. it very very nicely yeah exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah and then <clears throat> Oh, sorry, ladies, I forgot this mm-hmm. uh, childish thing. Sorry to go back, but about mm-hmm. this biting thing, this is so much oh. like about what Christina said, how um, how at the same time we can see how 10, 10 years old he is. Uh, at, at that point, of course, he was seven, but uh, mm-hmm. and how his mom and dad like laughed themselves, you know, just yeah. uh, <laughs> silly. Yeah, so it was kind of. And I really like Harry's reaction. Just like, I was seven. Oh my yeah. God, I was seven. Please. And, yeah. and, and his mom was like, like yeah, why do you... <laughs> yeah. It's like, you look back at yourself a few years ago, especially when you're a teenager or when you're mm-hmm. a kid, you, you, you really feel like just a few months ago, you were a completely different person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really that's much why, of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's why you should never read your old messages, you know, like, <laughs> oh. just not, just to, you know, um, escape this kind of uh, thing. 
how to say like uh, the cringe of it so it's uh, such cringe yeah ladies we are imprinting our uh 20 like 30 something or i don't know how how old you are into <laughs> the universe so then we could go back and like oh my god and cringe all we want like <laughs> yeah I don't, i don't know i feel like actually i stopped cringing at myself at the age of 20. <laughs> Now my reaction is just like, oh, you're so sweet. You're okay. You would grow up, tra- trust oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's very wise of you. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes I cringe at myself, you know, for doing something um, in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, his mom goes like, yeah, you, you, you bite one math teacher and they never <laughs> like... <laughs> let it go do they you know like, yeah okay that's, that's at the same time why would you bite the math teacher you know like what was like why? it sounds a bit like, off even even if they did not know the lagrim like it 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 sounded like what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. biting come on so Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you you work as teachers. I I don't. But I, did you, did you project that poor teacher on yourself? <laughs> mm. I don't know. I kind of saw it as a, as a tool, uh, deliberately. Like you know, author did it on purpose. I I don't even maybe now know why, but it was kind of maybe exaggeration to show something like to mm-hmm. show that maybe Harry is childish yeah so he's a child so we uh, are kind of dealing with some weird combination <clears throat> so we basically went through the uh, the Gringotts and then after mm-hmm. Gringotts they go and buy stuff I about yeah the, the trunks the trunks trunk. so maybe if if there were anything that really impressed you like or, or something that you would like to discuss about buying uh mm-hmm. process and stuff and then we could wrap it up with this final scene with the uh, draco mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so okay. uh-huh um I, again the whole trunk thing and in, in her explanation but i can store so much books again this <laughs> adds up to his character right yeah, um, but honestly, I feel like if you remember, McGonagall told him that you know probably you don't need to buy so many books because we have a library, quite a big one, and you two, will have in- two. two, yeah, <laughs> like one the school's one and the your faculty's one, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, and she she was thinking about magical books, books from their world. But Harry then was thinking about the actual books from the magical world. Like science mm-hmm. books and science fiction books. So like, the difference between. Oh no, no! I think at that point, like she told him this uh, when they when she found him, like, oh. you know, wearing yeah, off, that magical. Like, yeah, bookshop. and he was looking mm-hmm. at the magical shop. So maybe, yeah. but but basically, you're right. She would never mm-hmm. think of uh, Muggle, you know, science book and science science fiction books. Yeah, but he tended to take uh, like all of the books that he could yeah. probably get his hands mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and also can you uh, talk about coins that he stole from exactly himself? let's talk about that <laughs> yeah <let's laughs> because talk. that was amazing like self-stolen auto auto thieved how would you call it yeah <laughs> i mean actually how, how would you call it like what mean, do, yeah as, as a child do you have this experience when your parents just collect all of your money that was given to you by your, I don't know, grandparents, and and you never see them again. 
No, no. Again, it's this like, isn't fair. Yeah, this isn't okay. fair. Okay. <laughs> because parents, um, parents are not supposed to do this. They're supposed to give you your money and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have one one memory. When when I was a child, um, I collected uh, coins. I had like what do you call it in in English? Like say for savings. Mm-hmm. Piggy bank. A, a jar for savings, something like that. Piggy bank. Mm-hmm. It's piggy, uh, piggy yeah. bank. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So it was the one where you could actually open it without, you know, break, breaking it. Mm-hmm. And I was apparently I was not supposed to use this money just for food, just for treats. Mm-hmm. It was like for big things. For example, mm-hmm. it's your birthday. So you can take money from that. That's your own money. And you can, you know, spend them on attractions and stuff. But uh, once I just kind of decided that I need those money. And I, I, I need like to go with friends. I was around 10. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was around 10 at that time. So I just basically was stealing my own money. <laughs> just very disc- uh, stealthily without telling my mom because she wouldn't allow it. And at some point I got um, ca- oh, I got caught right on the crime scene. Right-handed. That- yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And I got punished for that. I mean, my yeah, question is, what was, what was wrong? Yeah, <laughs> this like takes us back, I guess, to, and, um, to this whole question at the beginning, the issue of the relationship and the subordination between uh, a child and a parent. And uh, it will be addressed throughout, like a bit later at, at, the, at the beginning of the book, but still like, mm-hmm. and I, as a mother now, I have a two-year-old. Uh, to me, it's very, very relevant, not only because I have a child, but because when you have a child, you start, you know, like re like going through your <clears throat> childhood and then everything is really fresh. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I kind of, I, I could relate uh, to the fact that children are n- not humans, you know, mm-hmm. and this whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So like they, they could not be trusted with money or something, or they could not make rational decisions. Okay. And probably they don't, at least like not every single child is a Harry Potter from, you know, from mm-hmm. the uh, methods of rationality thing. But um, at least I think this thing, like the slightest sh- shred of respect, this could be applied to any kid. I mean, you could still forbid them, you know, or like not allow them to do stuff, but you could still listen. Um, yeah. And explain, explain, and because explain, the, yeah. the explaining is the most important part, because uh, uh, how do children learn to handle money? They are taught to do it. First, it's like one ruble, then it's 10, then it's 100. And then, you know, like um, I used to take groups to Bulgaria and uh, we used to have like uh, 30 children from 17 to 7. And you could see how pe- how children are taught differently to deal with the money because, uh, like, we had um, eventually we came up with the system. We collected their money and then we let them withdraw the money. Uh, but, like gringotts. Um, like gringotts. <laughs> yes, we had the gringotts system, to be honest. But, uh, but uh, uh, from the experience, because we learned that children, most of them, cannot deal with the money. They need to spend them. We left... Uh, some money at the very end we said this is your deposit you cannot mm-hmm. draw we ca- you cannot withdraw it until a certain moment because you can spend all the rest of your money but this is the deposit for the airport and you will spend this money to the airport at uh, the airport and 
yeah, it worked pretty well for everybody. And uh, um, yeah, if you if you don't have any money, you don't have any money. You need to learn from your experience. You have spent all your money. You need to wait for your deposit at the airport. So yeah, so Agreed. most of them had uh, had a very good uh, experience, real life, you know, teaching experience. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, you you need to be able to handle your money and if you spend it nobody will come and give it yeah. to you you know like no parents nothing so it was i think a good experience for them you know for their future life <laughs> you know what i i can immediately refer back to the very scene mm -hmm. where harry just sees his these mm -hmm. mounds of uh, gold mm -hmm. and silver there and he was like uh the author describes um the position like uh McGonagall's like how she was standing there she like she was she seemed to be leaning on the wall but her eyes were intent and he was like no wonder this whole uh scene was I mean um the fact that somebody was given with such a big amount of money was a test so um I don't remember so like important it was archetype yeah exactly yeah. so I really like that so he was aware of what was going on. So like um, <clears throat> that that he was not really tested, but the way he would react would kind of give his uh, whole, I don't know, character away maybe. So I really like the fact that he was like too smart basically for that. Mm -hmm. He was aware of everything. <clears throat> yeah. And he counted that he was a millionaire in the Mongol world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and sorry, like to compare a bit uh, the inconsistencies that I definitely questioned uh, in the canon version. The fact that Harry did have this, this much money. Yes. And can we talk that? Yes. Actually, I don't, if you can remind me, I don't really remember his reaction in the book. No, I mean... He was just uh, amazed. He was like he was amazed. amazed. And he was, oh my God, wow. Uh, a bit maybe shy. I, I remember it was not in Gringotts, but later on when they were on uh, the train with Ron, mm -hmm. he was a bit maybe not shy, but he was a bit awkward maybe to have yeah. this much money. And like he that. didn't want to buy anything extra, you know. In this book, he this Harry, he really wanted to buy some extra stuff, but uh, uh, Harry in like uh, from from the original, he didn't want. He just bought whatever he needed. So. But I was, I was talking mm -hmm. about the fact that he did have this much, this much money. It's not that because his parents died when they were really young, and mm -hmm. Rowling doesn't like never explains to us why yes. Harry's rich. He's just rich. So yeah, just rich. Yep, yeah. And where are his grandparents? This is very interesting. The James parents. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they were rich. Yeah, uh, all these like it's it's very logical that uh, your father was the last heir of this like noble house, and there were some bounties which might have been collected. So basically, you like were paid for the job. The bounties, uh, yeah. I really like that. The, the bounties, it's like it was the new idea that actually yeah. they were bounties for Voldemort and they actually. Like, I think you wanted paid, like paid just up. to explain it as logically mm -hmm. as possible, so. But, yes. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. let's let maybe talk this interesting thing, which I really like, and then we will go back, like, mm -hmm. finally to Draco. The fact, mm -hmm. do you remember this phrase? Uh, people don't want uh, to shake hands with me. They want to shake hands with a bad explanation. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. 
what does like it refer to and what do you think about that <clears throat> yes it is i mean um, again just people don't know harry potter as a person right mm -hmm. they just know this um, story behind this legend this image so obviously Nothing I mean, uh -huh. uh, this Harry is just quite smart to realize it. That's it. <laughs> they uh, they do not they do not know anything about his personality, but they they still want to uh, shake hands with him. But yeah. do you remember the name of the chapter and all the Muggle science explained be behind it? Because that's why I call this book like this Bible, my personal, because it gives you this. <laughs> attribution like, error attribution <laughs> error and i really like the fact like you know when i was reading that like listening to that i could i was not really thinking about harry i was processing my own life and how you know i could really relate to that that people uh when they are at fault like you know when there's something wrong with them personally mm -hmm. they find the explanation um in the context but when we see somebody being you know angry or a jerk we kind of think that they're just the way you know it's it's the way they are so we like we just don't see this story and the context uh, you know trailing mm -hmm. kind of behind them so to me it was like wow a wow mm -hmm. moment I, I actually felt like the, the whole um, scene was an illustration to the point presented to us in this chapter. I mean, the whole um, fundamental attribution error. The thing is that we don't see the circumstances and our behavior is often led by the circumstances. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if, uh, I mean, in the end of the, the chapter was, where was it? About, again, that uh, the, how Draco went along with uh, Harry's, yes. I don't know what was yes. it? Yes. Let's, let's, Prank. Well, okay. <laughs> Prank, Prank. okay. And how it was a situational context. Exactly. If you if you remember, Professor McGonagall was like, "How did you make Draco Malfoy to say right in front of his father yes. that he mm -hmm. wants to be sorted into Gryffindor? How?" Uh -huh. And Harry was like, "That was the situational context." Yes. Yes. And if mm -hmm. you if you take it away, take it out from the context, of course, it wouldn't make sense. Like yes. how, but in the context, it made the perfect sense, and that's Christina, like I have never thought about this, and uh, I kind of focused on the beginning of the <clears throat> because it's attribution error, but uh, I really didn't think about that. And this is nice, I love this podcast even more because you have so <laughs> many like revelations, and I'm looking forward to all those <laughs> revelations to come. Uh, this is so cool. nicely wrapped up, don't you think? Then. Yeah, uh, I, I found the quote, like Harry's words, he was in a situational context where those actions made internal sense. Yes. This is it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is it. I, I was tired reading yesterday, to be honest, so that's why I did not connect the chapter and the situation. So. Cool. Yeah, but this is cool. And uh, I think, personally, uh, the other like this is um okay let's let's maybe agree if you can agree with me that this book will have these two lines first like the content uh, driven thing and then the educational yeah. content right so yes. i think it was like a win-win so we were uh provided with this example of this scientific uh, thing uh, and then it was also like how the relationship you know between a draco and harry like what was the 
like not the bond, I don't want to say bond, but how the development went, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it actually reminded me that, um, again, I haven't re- reread the books for quite a long time now. I just mostly watch movies like once once a year, you know, Harry Potter mm-hmm. Marathon. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I actually forgot that in, in the book, in the original book, Draco was quite, I don't know, he was all right. Their first meeting was just yes. Draco being like, oh, hello, you're going to Hogwarts too. Yes. And no, you know, not that movie scene when he just comes across as, as arrogant. No, he, he, the, the scene was uh, actually the, it's, uh, the scene from the book. So he wasn't like an yeah, ass. Exactly. He behaved like, oh, he behaved like n- 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 not really. He behaved before that. He behaved like an ass uh, be- uh, because of Ron. Uh, he talked. Uh, he talked really bad because of Ron, and yes. then he said that you should associate yourself with the right people. So that was actually in the books, but I don't remember actually this first scene when they when they met at Madame Malcolm's because I think that was like such a brief encounter. It's just like they dropped a character to refer back to the character in this uh, scene where he offered uh, Harry to be friends with him. Yes. So. But I remember when in this brief encounter at Madame Malkin's <clears throat> in the canon mm. version, Harry was reminded of Dudley. Mm. Yeah, he was. I think mm-hmm. maybe at that point or maybe later on on the train, but he mm-hmm. had this um, kind of uh, yeah. Yeah, feeling. So, But still, I would kind of agree maybe 30% that it was uh, Draco was not as bad at, as we know he would go later on again. Mm-hmm. So maybe if, if Harry, if it wasn't for Ron, uh, we don't know, like maybe they could have uh, not made friends, but at least not made enemies right away, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I, read, I read the six book, books last, I reread it last year, and uh, in that book, uh, Mal, like Traka is a very, like, like a tortured hero because he was under the push of the circumstances and uh, like trying to save his family basically and in that book he comes across as uh, like a more uh, not relatable but not as an asshole at least yes so yes he's, uh, but before that of course I, I need to reread the books because again i'm teaching a course on harry potter movies now and uh, i'm stuck with the movies but i really want to go back to the books because yeah. i feel like they, they are the best the, the, the best uh, thing that you can go to, you know, like uh, uh, movies do not provide uh, so so much insight into the yeah, character. True. Yeah. But then again, maybe we could just agree on that here uh, mm-hmm. for now, that Draco is mm-hmm. more like uh, relatable, maybe, like um, not as uh, such a jerk, but then again, for now. And I would kind mm-hmm. of partly agree because uh, he's kind of arrogant, right? Uh, yes. In this Madame Malkins, he was like, what have... And, and I really, like, I think it, it showed uh, like both uh, their, I don't know, arrogance, you know, because mm-hmm. there was like, and what have you done to... Uh, that entitles you to such a favor? Yeah. And Harry mm-hmm. was like, I'm so trying this very routine <laughs> on the next person, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, that's... <laughs> That's what we're doing. All right, then. So. What's in titles? Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. And I don't know. Actually, I remember when I was reading the book for the first time, I was really amazed by how Draco goes along with it. 
he's not trying mm-hmm. to dismiss it. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is this is the rule. The, um, these are the rules. Let, let's try it. I think it was fun. I really liked that. Cool. I like heading out. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was a pleasure to see you, girls, and uh, see yeah. you in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then. So long.